Today on the Rabbi Parrots podcast, I am joined by Alexandra Pullen. Alexandra is a professional ballerina, and as a professional athlete, she is constantly looking to develop her physical and spiritual balance. Today we discuss dreams. Alexandra keeps a dream journal, and in this discussion, we discuss what she learned from it and how it enhanced other areas of her life. Follow along Alexandra's incredible health journey on healthy underscore ballerina on Instagram. Enjoy, and thank you, Alexandra, for joining us. If you want to be part of this discussion, feel free to email me at word at rabbiparrots.com. This podcast is presented by Rabbi Parrots Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Parrots podcast. It's wonderful to be here with my friend, Alexandra Pullen. She is a retired ballet dancer and has incredible knowledge of what it takes to be successful at something that you have to do. And I think that's just a metaphor for life. Every day, you got to work hard to be successful at life. And I've been discussing on the podcast dreams and Shabbat as essential tools for connecting body and soul and connecting conscious and subconscious. And I was speaking to Alexandra and she told me she keeps a dream journal. And I thought, you know what? We got to talk about dreams and how people out there maybe conceive them and can use them and harness them. So welcome. It's great to have you you. here. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. So tell me, as a retired athlete... How do you go from that to back to the real world and having to, you know, be successful in day-to-day life? Well, it was a very rocky transition at first, um, but I think over time I've taken everything that I learned from the discipline of being a professional athlete, and it's kind of lended itself to an amazing life now where I've kind of integrated all of that. And, you know, body wellness and staying active is still really important to me and sharing that with other people and just healing my body from years of wear and tear. And that kind of um, showed me the yoga world. And now I'm able to help other people that have pain in their bodies and help them alleviate some of that. So yeah, I, I, I always see that you're just so incredibly on top of the idea that all the rituals or, or health things and whether it's trends or working out or exercise, they're all about this like healing of mind and spirit together with body, like they go hand in hand. (laughs) So talk to me about that a little bit. Um, well, I would say that for the entire duration of my ballet career, I was very unhealthy in mind and spirit. Um, I was highly successful in my field at a very young age, which was very difficult to kind of wrap my head around at such a young age, having everything I wanted. I didn't know what to do with it. Um, and I, I was very unhealthy in terms of, um, eating and just, Overall, the ballet kind of mentality is, you know, you're never good enough. You have to be perfect. You have to work harder, which is good in small doses. But overall, I was never happy. A lot of Um, pressure. A lot of pressure. And during that time, too, I really, in growing up, I was always very connected to spirituality and a higher power. But as soon as I moved to New York and was a professional ballet dancer, all of that kind of went out the window. I was like, I don't believe in God. Like, I can do everything on my own. It was this very, like, ego-driven version of myself where like I didn't need any other higher power to help me and that was a very dark time um so now that I've taken some time away from ballet I've connected back to spirituality and it's 
I've healed my body, healed my mind, and my life, my quality of life is so much better. Well, I'm sure you not only have the benefit of hindsight of like, yes, it's better to have depth and meaning and spirituality, but it's could be also the the spirituality that you had as a child, you know, sort of like disappears when it's like, that's not real life. Yeah. Real life is hard work and handling Absolutely. your pressure. And now it's like, well, I never blended the two, brought them together. Yeah. Um, would that have made a difference to your career? Or do you look at it in stride of like, no, I'm just happy I had both sides of that, like the child naivete of spirituality, then the like, I got this on my own and now I'm putting them together. Like, I think there are a lot of people like that. Yeah. So I'd love to hear. Well, I think mending the two, my whole thing is balance. So mm. like having the balance of that childlike wonder and spirituality and connection to self and others and service to others. And along with that, the hard work, the discipline, having goals, working towards them. Um, so I think I went through everything I needed to to get to where I am now. And I, I say this all the time where I think, oh, I wish I could be in the ballet company now just starting out like with this mentality. But I because you're not prepared at the age of 16, 17 for all those pressures. So Sometimes I wonder what it would be like now, but at the same time, I've gotten back to dancing in my own way. I do some professional dancing. I'm signed with an agency and I go on auditions and I book things sometimes. And my approach towards it is completely different because I have a much stronger foundation for everything else in my life where dance is just a bonus. It's God's gift to me, I think, was my ability to dance and share that. And it's just a gift that I exercise rather than my whole life. So I take it there are certain things that you do for like clients or friends or like more of like what you do outside. And then there's more things that you do for yourself. And I'm curious about for yourself, like what type of uh, rituals and ideas and maybe even connected to your Jewish identity do you do that, you know, help you bring this balance to the, day to day in, you know, in current time, present time? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is my personal practice of Shabbat. It's, I kind of make it my own, but because blogging and the internet and social media is so important to what I do now and how I make a living, Shabbat is my time to be like, peace out world. <laughs> like, so great. Yeah, I turn my phone off and I don't go on Instagram or answer emails. I don't answer texts. And the people close to me kind of know that this is my ritual and my routine. So if I don't answer a text, they're not taking it personally, which is also paramount to my success with Shabbat because I don't, there is this kind of, urgency and you kind of feel like people are entitled to your time just with how communication works these days people send you a text they expect a response so with Shabbat I'm like okay I preface this with I'm not going to answer your text I'm not going to answer your emails and I can just enjoy that one day a week and it is paramount to my success for the rest of the week so I don't start resenting emails and Instagram and texts I can just enjoy it and do my work and then have that's that so beautiful I love I love that tidbit of your friends already know to respect that space that you're in and and respect like what you're what you're doing with your life to create that balance and that means like your shabbat your ritual of rejuvenation and resetting yourself affects even like the people around you that are usually they know now now I have to go see that see you we have to plan in advance yep. we have to create an environment for this to work so i really love that i think that's amazing um now that you shared that with me, tell me in general, how does your like Jewish identity uh, influence your world today? Um, well, I'm very connected to different elements of Jewish rituals. So Shabbat is a good example of that. Um, but I kind of take what I 
like and kind of leave the rest. I, I'm also not super strict about it. So if I miss one week of Shabbat, I'm not going to guilt myself or do any of that. It's just a very personal practice and just creating community. I have a lot of Jewish friends, so that's a big part of it too, like family Shabbats, friends, family Shabbat. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's community as well. Amazing. Well, let's get to our concept of dreams, our topic of dreams. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, I want to hear about your dream journal. But first, like, I, I got into the idea of dreams simply because I some I wake up sometimes and I feel like I have this amazing dream and I can't remember it. And I was like, oh, maybe yeah. I need to catch it earlier. Like, I have to, like, think about it deeper. And then when I started learning, you know, more mysticism and spirituality, I was like, wow, there's a direct connection to the dreams I'm having to the different layers that I'm invested in. If like I'm deeply invested in intellectual elements of my life, I have more intellectual dreams. It's like my mind is working things out for me while I'm rejuvenating and sleeping. And I nice. found that really <laughs> exciting that that's what dreams could do. But I never came up with like a system to really harness that. So I'm excited to hear about, you know, what how you got into it. And uh, and where where it's going uh, in your life. So tell me, how how the whole dream concept and journal come up? Okay, so when I was a child, kind of circling back to the idea of I was always very connected to spirituality, and I remember having the most amazing dreams. I remember remembering my dreams and recalling them every morning when I was a kid. And then for this time where I kind of disconnected from myself and spirituality, I never had dream like I could never remember I would wake up really groggy and feel like something had happened but I couldn't remember it so that was really frustrating to me as well um so I got in the habit of writing down any little tidbit that I could remember even if it was you know a red scarf or something random like that and getting in the habit of writing down anything you can recall of your dreams just simply to get in the habit of recalling your dreams wow. the more you kind of remember and write it down the more I think will stick in your memory when you wake up. Amazing. What? Tell me, give me uh, any any dreams you could share that like manifested okay. something that brought some real sure. growth to your life. I'd love to hear. I brought my dream journal, which Yay. if you were to read it, it makes no sense because I roll over, I literally pull it out of my bed and then just write down I, anything. I don't, I don't think it should make total sense. It's a dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so most of my dreams are not, fantastical in nature they're more the characters are people that I know in real life or people I've met in the past even if they're not significant figures in my life um so usually what I dream about is scenarios that could possibly happen and I kind of look at dreams overall as a lens into the subconscious desires that we have and kind of like that childlike wonder of just dreaming and wanting without fear of failure or any of these other self-conscious um, insecurities that we have. So dreams are kind of a, an opportunity for you to just want what you want without these extra things holding you back. Wow. That's super freeing. You know, yeah. and I think we need those freed moments from our heads that we're not always stuck in our head. Yeah. I, I, um, look at dreams as bridging the conscious and subconscious worlds. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why modern psychology is so into them for the same reason of like, you can help identify like what's really bothering you or what you're really excited about. And there's just something uniquely human about being able to bridge the gap between my life and day-to-day -day activity versus what's beyond it. So I like the way you're like intuitively created that connection. 
Yeah, and I think sometimes dreams are also, you can see, you can potentiate yourself and see the potential of people in your life and situations. And sometimes I have dreams where things are working out exactly how I want them, and those are kind of the best. And sometimes I wake up and that potential is so far from reality, usually in terms of behavior from other people towards me. And then I can kind of reflect, okay, is this version of this person that I'm dreaming of in seeing their potential, is that grounded in reality at all? Is that possible? I can be really honest with myself about that. That's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Has there been like a direct thing that you saw like be affected by a dream and by uh, you, you being able to calculate it and really change something in your life? Like I, I, I've had um, like dreams that are out there. Like I told my, I told my grandfather that I had a dream that I was dancing down with a Torah <laughs> on windy Lombard street. Wow. And I told that to him and he was laughing and he was like, yeah, I'm going to come for that. And he passed away. And then I ended up doing it. I wrote, we wrote a Torah in our community. I danced down windy Lombard <laughs> street and I was holding my son named after him wow. while we were doing that. It was absolutely fascinating to but that wasn't necessarily like me working something out it was like i had this tripped out dream and then i decided to do it yeah so for me it was like that's what dreams are they like really like they pushed me to do something i would have never done yeah and it was one of the highlights of my 12 years in san francisco so and all a little dream that i just decided to share that was still there um so i wonder if you ever had something like that that really opened the gates for something new in your life i so growing up I always wanted to dance with American Ballet Theater and I dreamed about it constantly. Like almost every night I would dream that I was there doing that. And then it happened pretty much exactly how I dreamed it, which kind of showed me the power of the mind. And, you know, you hear all these inspirational quotes that say like, your mind creates your reality and all of that. But I think there is really something to be said about that. And Um, Our dreams create our reality. Yeah. And that's why I kind of started this practice of, okay, if I can recall my dreams, how can I not manipulate them? That sounds like the wrong word, but how can I structure them so that it's giving me insight to the highest version of myself or how I want to see my life play out? Yeah. So tell me more about that. Like, how do you do that? How do you, what, what tools do you use to, to create that environment for you to have better dreams and deeper dreams or remember them? Like, yeah. let's, let, let's say you're trying to inspire your friend to get involved with this. What, what, what tools can you share with us? So if you think about watching TV before bed, if you watch something scary, do you ever have a bad mm. experience with your dreams? Do you have a nightmare or something or something dark or if, if I ever watch something violent before bed, I have really dark, not pleasant dreams. So I think that kind of demonstrates what you're thinking about before bed really setting the tone. Yeah, it can really impact what you're calling in for your dream state. So I try to have like a very strict bedtime routine and like very good sleep hygiene. I, again, no screens before bed. That's, I think, limiting screens altogether as much as possible is best but especially before bed because there's just so much information on our phones the blue light is not great for sleep so just giving yourself the best sleep quality possible I think can um, free up your potential to have the best dreams totally agree I would double down on that like and say like you know how you go to bed is very much connected to how you wake up so 
you know, you want to set the right environment. So going to sleep with that screen, whether the light's good or not, you're going to like, it's just going to influence you oh in gosh. like ways that it shouldn't. You should, yeah. you should be alone with yourself in your sleep on some level. Especially with Instagram, I used to scroll before bed. And what you're seeing, you don't really, I mean, you curate it in some sense because you choose who you follow. I've seen it pop up in dreams too, where I'm like, wait, that's not mine. I don't, I don't want that here. So wow. um, what, a, what a, what a strong thing to share with people that like you're consuming other people's information and then your dreams are like working out their issues. Exactly. Like I have enough <laughs> you, issues yeah, of my own. Yeah, you your own like, stuff. That's right. Yeah. I don't need to process some Instagram influencer that I've never met before their stuff. Like, so yeah, just kind of tuning in and tuning out and thinking about what you want to work out. So if you're dealing with a problem, what I do is I'll journal about it or I'll think about it. And I was listening on your other podcast, you were saying the idea of sleeping on it when you can't figure out what to yeah. do. I'm like self-proclaimed very poor at making decisions sometimes. And it can be from anything, what color boots I want to buy, where I want to live in the world. Decisions are really difficult for me. So I'll do that. I'll sleep on it. And in my dream, I'll either make a decision and it'll and horribly or make a decision and it that's the option that seems the best and i i do kind of take that into consideration in my conscious state um when i'm making a decision amazing so what let's say uh you want to sleep on it and 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 i did say the last podcast because it is it's like it's sort of like but i do it to I feel like I'm doing it lesser because I like I'm frustrated that I can't make a decision or I'm intellectually at an impasse. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just rest. And in the morning, I'll go back at it again. Mm -hmm. But I think there's something stronger there. I think there's like almost like I could do it. I could do it. Um, I can initiate it by like getting myself into, OK, I have something deep to figure out. I want to figure it out and and do it before I go to bed. And I'm wondering what you think about that because I've used to be into advising people like, oh, you're having a serious problem? Think about it before you go to sleep mm -hmm. instead of during the day. And, and then at night, you're like, I just don't want to deal with anything. I was into this for a while of writing things down during the day that I wanted to figure out. And then before I went to sleep, thinking about it and like trying to figure it out either at night or like sometime it'll come to me through the night. So it sort of became like a go-to tool for me, but I wasn't using it as dreams. But now that we're talking about that, I feel like, wow, you know, that's it's more related to the dream element of like allowing your your free mind mm -hmm. and your free brain and your free subconscious or in this case, super conscious mm -hmm. to like work for you as well and right. alleviate the pressure of just consciously having to figure it out the whole time and allowing like the bigger picture to allow itself to manifest. Yeah. Um the only thing about thinking about a problem directly before going to sleep is you run the risk of not being able to fall asleep. <laughs> um, for example, last night I was a little, I get a little nervous with public speaking. Um, despite being a performer my whole life, I always get a little nervous. So I was thinking about this podcast and it was kind of keeping me up because I was like, oh, what am I going to say? What are we going to talk about? It's an unknown. And that is scary in the body. So I then resolved to kind of let it go and then kind of journaled about something else, took my mind off of it, and then was able to sleep. Um, so I think maybe thinking about the problem or the different choices you could make not directly before bed, for me at least, is the move. 
Well, first of all, thank, double thank you then. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, now that you know it's not a problem, if we ever do it again, you which we will for sure, yeah. you don't have to lose any sleep over it. It's going to be right. great. Anyone else out there, we're going to have these conversations. <laughs> You're going to be great. But I love I love the dream healing concept. And I I did it right after our our several podcasts on Shabbat, which you brought up, which like makes me feel like this conversation is continuing about Shabbat because it's like Shabbat, because we unplug, it's almost like I feel like there's a higher power to be able to dream during that mm -hmm. time. We're in a better state oh, to dream. Yeah, I love it. So there's this, with that question, I feel like because I'm already relaxed and available, I'm able to access deeper dreams. Mm -hmm. So what other types of states can one put themselves in to have a better dream and, uh, and to allow this dream world to bring healing to them? Well, I think the healing element is really important because we are our own best healers and we all have all the answers. We go to so many different people for advice and counsel when at the end of the day, we know what's best for us. Um, so I think for me, just getting in the habit of writing down my dreams so I could just bring an awareness to it has really shifted and transformed how dreams have played a role in my waking hours. You're developing your intuition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think the conscious world has this beautiful way of covering everything because it allows you to be present and allows you to be there. But this is really an opportunity with dreams to not be present and to allow yourself to not be ruled by the conscious reality yep. and see beyond it. What, what type of world would it be if we didn't dream and we didn't yeah. allow our subconscious or super rational conscious to explore in the in the comfort and safety of the recesses of our dreams and how could we not want that to be one of like depth and healing more than anything else you know and that's why on the on the soul dream podcast i was like yeah if you're having like bodily dreams that, or your fantasies when you have an opportunity to really explore something even deeper about yourself your and and develop your true intuition so i really love how you how you brought that together to explore that thank you I think it also comes back to the idea of maintaining a childlike wonder and simplifying your life and choices. And it kind of reminds me too of my littlest sister. She's 14 now. When she was younger, she gave the best advice about anything, like money problems, relationship problems, literally anything. I could call her and say, okay, Bella, this is my problem. What should I do? And her answers were always very simplistic and she would say, okay, what do you want? And I would say what I want and she'd be like, okay, then it's easy. Do this. And now that she's getting older, her advice is getting... Becoming more complicated. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know, Allie. I, I've never had a boyfriend. I can't tell you. And I'm like, no, just give me your advice. Like you used to be so good. But I think it was just this uninhibited, very logical, like this is how it is just seeing things as they are and our dreams give us an opportunity to just see things as they are without judgment or as attaching. tripped out as they are yeah even if they're super weird it's like okay what does that mean what is that saying mm. do you ever like go into interpretation or or does it stay in the realm of intuition um i try not to attach too much to it because i think sometimes i have very odd dreams and then a judgment piece comes in where it's like, why am I thinking about that? You know? Um, Cause sometimes it's just things that are floating around that are unresolved. Um, living in a city like LA, there's a lot that you see that you do have to desensitize yourself from. And driving here, I 
there was a dead squirrel on the road and I wanted to stop and pull over and help the squirrel, but I was late to come here. And I had to kind of just desensitize and put it in a box. I think sometimes when we have dreams, those things that we put in a box can come out, which then we can get it out of our minds, out of our bodies. But sometimes it's a little disturbing. So I don't like to attach too much meaning sometimes to the things where, you know, if I have a dream about a dead squirrel, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's not an ominous thing. It might just be, oh, that was something that was left over from the day. Well, I want you to stop and pull over if you feel the need to do that next time you're on the way over. <laughs> I'm totally an enabler for using your best qualities Thank of yourself. You. But urban life does, especially LA, there's subliminal yeah. messaging happening here all day and night. There's signs everywhere. There's things happening yes. everywhere. And I'm curious to, to, to hear you say like how, how you feel your dreams help you deal with that. I talk to my kids a lot about this, about like, when we moved to LA, the, we drove down, you can imagine this drive down wow. with all the kids and we're like moving somewhere. <laughs> and I was like, in LA, there's going to be signs everywhere. It's going to be different signs. It's going to mm -hmm. be things that they're trying to sell you things like that you never thought you needed, movies that you never thought yeah. you needed to watch, entertainment that you never thought was required. And it's just going to be everywhere. How do you deal with subliminal messaging all the time? So I talk about them consciously dealing with it, mm. but- I'm interested how subconsciously you can deal with this. Tell me more about that. Well, I think that, I mean, the obviously the homelessness epidemic is a very big problem. And if I were to go about my day and stop for every single homeless person I saw that needed help, I wouldn't get anything done. Mm. And that does affect me not being able to help people all the time. But you also have to live your life and go to work and do things and you know, that sticks with me when I move through my days. So there'll be times in dreams where images like that pop up and it's not wow. the most pleasant, but it is, you know, it, it's important to be aware. It's, you can't just compartmentalize and put everything in a box and expect to have a happy life. Like you need the darkness and the light and to acknowledge other people, the things that you don't want to think about all the time, like it's going to pop up somewhere. So it's almost like you're saying the dreams allow you to to connect that. You're not like throwing that th stuff away and saying it doesn't matter. Your your dreams allow you also to feel that these things do matter. Mm -hmm. It's just that you can't stop and do everything. You can't put the pressure that everything is yours. But am I hearing that it alleviates you from guilt or that or that it inspires you to like to keep it in mind that when you do have the time, you will do something about it. I think it's both. Like I recently had a dream where I saw someone that um, I did pass by that was homeless that I you know, didn't give money or food to because I didn't have cash or whatever. Um, and then I had this dream where they appeared and that's, I kind of just have the image of them in my head. And I woke up and I think, you know, acknowledging it does alleviate some of the guilt, but then also you can do something about it. Okay. I'm going to volunteer next Tuesday, you know, I'm going to hand out food to the homeless. And instead of just ignoring these things and compartmentalizing and just focusing on myself, I can connect to the flow of what, what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Amazing. Without being overwhelmed all the time. Has it, has this particular subject come up in your dream journal at all? Yes, definitely. Um, can you share? <laughs> well, that like the one I just shared, yeah. just seeing someone that I, you know, cause also um, I did read somewhere that everyone you see in a dream, is you can't conjure an image of someone that you haven't seen before. It's something that you've connected with. Already. Yeah. So I find that idea really interesting. Even though opposite things happen in a dream, but it yes. doesn't mean that you haven't had some connection to what has happened. 
Correct. Otherwise, you're in the realm of messages, right? Yeah. Like being sent messages. But we're not really talking about that, those dreams. But I did recently – so there was um, – I was supposed to go on a date with this person, and we had never met, had a ton of mutual friends. I had two nightmares in a row about this person that I had never met, ah. where this person was like a criminal, a murderer, like just a bad person. And I woke up, and I, I ignored it, and I said, okay, you've never met him. You have so many friends in common. Just give him a chance. And I did not listen to this dream. And then I proceeded to go on the date with this person and regretted it because it was not um, not a pleasant experience. And then I looked back at my dream journal and I see two entries of having nightmares about this person. And I completely disregarded that. And so if I were to have the chance to do that over again, I probably would not spend time with this person that I had recurring nightmares about, <laughs> which seems pretty straightforward. But sometimes you think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just making it up in my head, all of that. But well, maybe someone like yourself, who's already done so much dream work as far as developing your intuition to allow them to mean something as mm-hmm. far as like what you're feeling. And then they're not just because I think there is sometimes where you could have a a, a a nightmare, but it's really the opposite. And it's just like your brain's yes. like playing out the worst scenario, but in real life, the best scenario could happen. Very true. But sometimes you develop actually deeper connection and your dreams are now working for you maybe more than it would for someone else. And they were actually giving you like this intuitive feeling like this isn't the right date for you. You just know it. Right. And it had nothing. Everything in your dream is about you. It's not about them. This dream that I had has nothing. He's a very lovely human, but I was not in the space to go on a date with this person. And that's what the dream was about. It was almost like you could have learned from the dream. Like, okay, if I want this to happen with this person, there's a different approach that I need to find. And yeah. And that's not what you wanted to take out of it. You wanted to take out of it like, oh, I'll just take it like every other date. When, yeah. When it couldn't. It, would, it couldn't have worked out like any other working out. It had to work out a specific way. And that's maybe what the dream was triggering. Yeah, definitely. So, And I think that was also because he's a lovely person. It just. That's an Ashama dream. That's yeah. your like human soul trying to say like there's something deeper in a relationship you need and you're not going to get it here. This yeah. is not the person for that depth. Yeah. Or you're not in a place to look for that right now or whatever it was, it was just a clear message. That was very powerful. Yeah. So that was kind of an affirmation that, okay, like these do hold some weight and I do need to listen to my intuition. And that's kind of the lesson I've been learning over and over and over again is I need to listen to my intuition, which I think we can all learn. That's beautiful. Well, I'm inspired by you sharing with us this layer of depth behind the scenes. And it adds so much value to how you, on the front end, are trying to show show health and help people with it and their conscious life. And it's really beautiful to see that it's because in your, quote, subconscious or higher conscious life, you're really looking deeply and sensitively at all the things happening to you and trying to create a beautiful tapestry of all this great spiritual development. So I'm yeah. inspired by that. That's really beautiful. Thanks. Any last things you want to share with us about dreams before we um, sign off? Just reiterating the power that our minds have to create our realities and using dreams like anything else. It's just a tool to sharpen that and to sharpen your intuition and bring you closer to your soul's desires and purpose. I love that. I, I think that's that pretty much sums up how I was hoping to express my last podcast with <laughs> dreams and soul of like, it's another great tool to use to empower a body and soul connection and a conscious and subconscious connection, right? This is not 
two people tripping out on dreams is the way to go. This is saying <laughs> this is another very useful tool to add great value to your life. And that's the goal here, to add great value to your life. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. And sharing with our community. And I look forward to many more incredible events. And we're going to dream big things so we can continue <laughs> so doing much for tuning things. in, everyone. Shem Tariti, Aliyadi, Shem